No One Told Me is for all those times you wish someone just a little ahead of you would tell you what they did in the same situation, in the same season of life. On this podcast, experience is worth a thousand words, or at least 30 minutes worth. Welcome to No One Told Me. My husband is actually in the other room with his nightly bowl of ice cream watching some Beast Warrior Ninja show on Netflix. See, it's his turn to control the remote because we literally just finished watching E! News while we were cleaning the kitchen. And that, my friends, is a picture of marital compromise. And if I can tell you the truth, I'm actually kind of looking forward to going back in the living room with him and just sitting there and staring at his ice cream until he decides to share some with me. I love being married. Now, I'm not just saying that so he'll keep sharing his ice cream with me. It's honestly one of the greatest things I've ever done, but I'm also going to shoot straight with you. It's not always this like Lisa Frank binder cover of rainbows and unicorns. It's hard. Sometimes it's really hard. On this episode, we're going to talk about just really poor reactions to proposals. We'll talk about what it means to learn how to fight. And then we'll cover when that really well-meaning coworker wants to share some great advice, and they honestly probably don't even know your last name. What do you do with that? Two of the funniest people I know are joining us today. Amanda, who is thoughtful and just genuinely generous in all areas of her life. Well, and then there's Whitney, who is a joy dealer. Do you know what I mean? Like everywhere she goes, she is just pouring out joy. And I get to work with both of them on a daily basis. So that's just an extra perk for me. So whether you think you might want to get married someday or you're engaged or you've been married for a little while or maybe you've been in it for a long while, no matter what, there is something for everyone in this episode. Welcome to No One Told Me Marriage is Easy and Hard, but also Easy. We have started recording, so stop cursing, stop stop yelling at each other. I think we can keep it together. I, I think we can. I believe in us. Okay, friends. So let's start out with what you're really into right now. What are you doing in your free time when you just are hanging out? What do you love and what do you not so much love right now? Whitney, let's start with you. Um, okay, so I am a huge office fan. How can um, you not be? It's all I do. Um, it is what is <laughs> It is my whole it life. It is my life. No, that's horrible. Um, no, but it is what's playing when I am cleaning my house. If I'm reading, if I'm doing anything, the office is on and it's playing. Um, it's my favorite thing ever. I also love... Uh, what else am I into? I love um, Jackbox TV. You what, know what is that? that? Is? So it is a thing. I think it's on an Xbox... I don't know. Um, I have friends that have it, but essentially you all get in a room together and you play on your phone. It's like your phone is a little controller Mm -hmm. or whatever. One of the games is you make up like lies. There's a question and everybody makes up a lie, but there's like one truth in there. And so you just, it's funny. You will start horse laughing and it's amazing. What's your go-to lie in that game? What's one that you always post? Um, Oh, oh. So you're really good at this game. I'm amazing. <laughs> well, you really excel at this one. <laughs> I, do, I, I don't typically do you that You are the good. winner every time. I'm sorry. I have no answer. <laughs> I'm so bad. Okay. 
Okay, Mando, how about you? How are you spending your free time? What do you love to do? What not so much is your favorite thing? My passion is interior design. Love to decorate people's homes. And you are, she's amazing. You're literally sitting in a living room that you decorated at my house right now. And it is, I must must say, it is pretty good. I'm glad you like it. So I love that. And, well, of course, I'm constantly moving stuff around in our house, especially late at night when Jimmy's asleep. And so when he gets up in the morning and he bumps into furniture, he realizes I dress He's just a little night. disoriented. Yes, yes. Um, So I love that and love reality TV. Sister, I, I, I can mean, get in that boat with you all day long. I love Jesus, but I love me some Bachelor and Bachelorette. <laughs> yes. And what's that other Those house? Real Housewives. Yes. Oh, they My gosh, get every me. single one of them. I, mm-hmm. I know they're wacko. Hilarious. Yes, and my husband judges me so hard for it. I mean, so hard for it. But I'm like, listen, no one's life can really be this. I, I have to watch these insane people and see what they do and it's say. It's entertaining. It is. Oh, so, for oh sure it is. Yeah. I can't. I get sucked in. So, oh, it's not a healthy thing. But I, I keep going back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to have more. Oh, look, they got a fresh episode. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's sad how excited I get to get some ice cream in an episode and just sit there. So <laughs> what you and Matthew in your new marriage, yes. you shared with me one of your all's favorite things to do involves ice cream and just sitting in bed at night and watching. Oh gosh, we we have gotten a little bit better, but probably this stopped maybe two weeks ago. (laughs) We would just get in bed and eat ice cream and watch Netflix and then fall asleep. It was pretty horrible. And then like a week later, we would have like the nightstand would slowly. I would get less and less room (laughs) to put things on because it would just be full of ice spoons and spoons. There's there's a diet coke over there. Okay, there's a water there. So yeah, we we'd slow down on the ice cream consumption. So you all have got eight weeks under your belt. A little bit over eight weeks. Eight whole weeks. And Amanda, you're looking at 18 plus years. Yes. So when you and Jimmy first met, what did that look like? How did he first come into your life? And how did you all start your relationship? Jimmy and I, we went separately to a, we don't want to call it Halloween party because that's not it. Um, what do you call it? Fall <laughs> Were you festival? dressed up? Yeah, fall festival. That's, that's PC because um, it was involved with church. So we went um, to a friend's house and we had been there pretty much all night. I was just there talking to some various people. Next thing I know, Jimmy is beside me and he's telling stories just to everybody in general. Mm-hmm. And I just thought he is so, first of all, handsome. And then he's funny because that really, really, really attracts me to somebody is mm-hmm. their sense of humor. So he started telling stories. Now, just something about him. Maybe let my guard down because you know me feel like you have when you meet somebody you've got to you be, be cool. how you yeah. have to be on, be on. on yes mm-hmm. so I started telling some of my stories and then we just we just clicked how did it progress so I remember you telling me a little bit about yeah. how it wasn't one on one dating at first no so then he he called me the next day and he'd asked me to go to some Christian concert I don't know what it was but I already had plans and I thought you know I did want to get to know him but I really didn't want to start doing the date. Thing, You're playing like hard to get. Yes, nice. you got to work this thing. <laughs> okay. So, but I invited him to go to the party that I was going to, and basically, maybe just for like I don't know, six to eight months, possibly even a year. I can't remember now. But she we was just working we, hard. Like, you got to work this hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we did. We did group dates because I really wanted to know him as a person. Mm-hmm. I wanted just to see how he interacts with people, and I wanted to see him around his friends and my friends. What he really did. Then we started having just like the one-on-one dates. But it's like we always made sure that we would never lay down on the sofa. Blah blah blah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just so yeah. don't put yourself yeah. in the situation. So it progressed slowly, just because I wanted to know him as a friend. Because mm-hmm. that's not like you have to work on that part first. Yes, mm-hmm. and then, absolutely. Clearly, you're already attracted to him. How did he propose? 
took me back to our old church um, at, at an old location. We first saw me, and this was horrible. <laughs> it was in January, and he told me he wanted to take me somewhere. Oh, no, he said he had to go to, to church. So I said, okay. So he takes me to the old church, pulls up front, and then he comes around to my side of the car and opens up the door. It's like, stupid, it's cold out there. <laughs> Shut the dang Shut door. door. <laughs> oh, yes, truly. And so, but what he was trying to do, he's, he opened up my door and was kneeling down. <gasps> oh. And he had the ring. Like, Wait, he was proposing while you were sitting in the car? Yes. Were you still buckled? Because that's exactly. <laughs> <'cause> that, like, <laughs> I have to unbuckle. I'm coming. I'm like, oh, God, I got to get my head around this. <laughs> no, truly, my first instinct was to shut that door. What are you doing over here? <laughs> then I realized, right, row, he's on his knees. <laughs> and it was the exact same spot where he first saw me. Oh, so, and then he, you know, then he pulled out of you know some roses, like oh, I'm so sorry. And you tried to Let's lay down and kiss him, and you were still yeah, buckled. But I was strapped in up. The seatbelt locked. <laughs> yeah. It locked. Your, uh, uh, you could have. It could have happened. And he said, "Forget it, Hag. I don't want you now." <laughs> did you get that it was the first place that he saw you, or did he have to explain it after the fact while you were? While no, he you explained were there? it after. Okay, because it just when in I the really, moment yeah. it doesn't click. Because when he was no. on his knees. Like, babe, this is nice, but why? Are we why here? are we in a parking lot? You this is weird. This is locked. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You know. So anyway, but then when he told me, it really meant a lot, and I so regretted being unkind. But he still <laughs> married me. Listen, you still got him. <laughs> he knew he had worked at this point. He'd worked so hard. Just, I can't start over. This is this is what it is. No, I'm already down. Yeah, and see that way he knew what he was getting. Exactly. There were no there was I'm no hiding it. <laughs> All right, Whitney. How about you? And Matthew, how did you all meet? How did you start dating? Okay, I saw him from afar. I was like one of his volunteers, sort of, and I loved him um, from afar. Stalked him (laughs) on social media, not physically. That's a little strange. (laughs) Eight months later, we met. He asked me on a date, and then he became my best friend, and then we dated and got married. Okay, you say this like it's completely normal, but yeah. I want to back Hair up flinch. to I know. I the, about the eight, <laughs> I know. Was it eight months. You yeah, said? eight months. Yes, I want to. I want to talk a little bit about <laughs> the story that I heard yes. of a volleyball game. That you yes. intentionally went to mm-hmm. and parked your car way far yeah. away with the smart. very real yes. intention of. So we we have met each other at this point and like we'd sort of talked and we were all playing volleyball together in a group. Like we would go like three or four times a week. It was bad, but I had to go because he was there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I knew he was going to be there. So I parked, intentionally parked really far away from the volleyball court. Um, Because I knew when we finished, it was going to be dark. And he was not going (laughs) to let... A girl just walked because he's a great because he's yes. awesome, and I knew that yes. he was going to be like, oh my gosh, let me let me take you to your car. But then it sort of backfired a little bit because like game ended. One of my friends who was a girl, she was like, oh Whitney, let me just take you back. Like you're she really almost far ruined away. everything. Oh, and I I don't know what to do. And so I was like, no, it's okay. Like I've got some stuff to do. Like I'll just walk. It's really fine. And so she's like, okay, whatever. So I just need to sit here and look lonely and scared. Yes, she's walking to her car when Matthew approaches and says. Let me drive you to your car. And I was like, oh, oh Who, you me? Sure? Oh, are you me? sure? Me? Not mine. I kind of looked behind. Oh, yes. is it me? Oh, it is dark. It is. You're right. Now that I think about it, I think you should. Um, and so, yeah, he ended up driving me to my car. Plan went perfectly. Yes. As, as so there planned. Let that be a lesson. Plan, girl. Yeah. Connive. Be conniving. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was being strategic. Um, took me to my car. He ended up, um, we sat there and just talked to each other because we didn't really know each other. And then ended up 
going to McDonald's. Um, he needed a Diet Coke because he's addicted. Did you tell him I've been watching you for eight months? Is that? Oh no, I was so casual. (laughs) I was like, "What's your What's your name?" I don't know anything about you. Oh my! Wait, who are you? Um, And so, yeah, we. I guess that was maybe technically our first. It wasn't Mm -hmm. a date. We didn't think it was a date at that at the time. I was also still a little like. There's no way he likes me. Mm -hmm. He's just being really nice. Mm -hmm. But no, ladies, if they take you. To your car, they take you to McDonald's, he likes you. Yes. And how did he propose to you? What did that look like? So, okay, he actually proposed to me a year ago today. Um, we I had a really long week, lots of exams. Um, and the plan was, like, he was like, on Friday, I'm going to take you out. We're going to celebrate because you're done with exams, whatever. So we're driving to the restaurant, and I'm so hungry. It's been such a long week. And he gets a phone call from someone, and they're like, hey, I accidentally flew my drone onto the top of the church. I remember this now. And you, I don't have a key, so you're going to have to go get it. And so we are literally almost to the restaurant, which I was already annoyed because we were going to, he said, we're going to go to McAllister's. And I was in a skirt. <laughs> I was like, you don't wear we're a skirt going to McAllister's. Let's just go to the food court. In the mall. <laughs> oh, wait. So were you unkind like I was? <laughs> oh, I was, it, I was so frustrated with okay. him because I was like, I'm in a skirt. We're going to McAllister's. <laughs> this is I, what you planned. I was so, fr- and he was like, what do you want to do later? Do you just want to like watch Netflix or something? And I was like, you have not even planned. I know. <laughs> what I are we so celebrating? <laughs> Anyways. So it got, gets a phone call and like uh, one of his friends is like, yeah, Flew my drone onto the roof of the church. I need you to go get it. So we turned around from, we were almost to dinner, turned around, went to the church, and we were searching all over the church to figure out how to get on the roof, which the whole time he knew. Again, I was in a skirt. We're in the closet, and the ladder goes straight up into the sky. That sounds so <laughs> that bad. That sounds bad, but I'm going to let you go on. Okay. <laughs> I promise. It was okay. So we're in the closet. The ladder goes straight up into the ceiling, and I was just like, oh, I'm going to stay here. Like, you climb up and mm-hmm. get the drone. and then come. You know, I don't need to do that. that was so and he... And I was so, I was being so chippy. I was being so rude. And I was like, I'm literally not doing that. And so he goes and then he's like, I really need your help. And I was like, fine, whatever. So he climbs up, he gets up there. I start climbing and I, I, out loud, I was by myself, literally said out loud, I'm in a skirt and I'm climbing a ladder. (laughs) I said that out loud. I was being so rude. So anyways, climb up, get to the top and there were candles all over the roof. And I saw he- And it was at sunset, wasn't it? It was at sunset and there was a video. It was literally the most perfect thing. My limbs stopped operating. I couldn't walk. I could not speak. I'd always thought I was going to throw up, Mm -hmm. but I just couldn't function. Anyway, so that's how he proposed. Yeah. And these four guys, they proposed anyway. They, yeah. They're, they're amazing. So. <laughs> they're amazing. So yeah, that is the... So when they story. proposed, how did you know you wanted to say yes? How did you know they were the one? Amanda, I'll let you start out. Okay. Well, I guess after we had dated or whatever you want to call it, let's say after eight months, I thought, I'm not going to go forward with this because at this point I was 32, I believe. Mm-hmm. I was dating, not 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 just to find a husband, but I just wasn't doing it for the fun of it. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, at this point, either you know, at eight months, you think, do I like this person? Do I want to, you know, pursue this relationship or do I want to end it? So um, after we'd been dating maybe about a year, that's when he proposed. I guess we were at, we mm-hmm. were at a year, 
and I just knew that he was the one. Um, I just didn't know when he was going to propose, and I would have been a whole lot nicer. <laughs> but anyway, I really, I just had this piece about it. I just knew I wasn't going to go forward with a relationship mm-hmm. or even encourage him if it didn't mean something to me. And I'm that sure a big sense. part of it was you knew you weren't, you didn't have to try hard. Like you right. said, you could drop your, your mask in your, yes. you didn't have to perform. Yes. I mean, I think he, I knew what I was getting, and he knew what he was getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and he still asked. Yes. So. No. <laughs> Jump out. How about you? How did you know Matthew as the one? I think from the first time, our first date, mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't like, I'm 100% marrying this person, but I remember him picking me up and we were in the car and we had a pretty long drive to where we were going. It was probably like half an hour, but it was just the easiest thing I have ever done. Like sort of like what Amanda was saying, like there was no mask. I didn't have to pretend to be anyone. And it was weird because we really didn't know each other. Like we'd hang out, hung out in groups before and play volleyball, but like we'd never really had like any one-on-one time. And it was just so easy. I remember I took my shoes off in the car and he always <laughs> makes fun of me. He was like, why did you take your shoes On your off? first day? On our first day, I had on like these heel, like booty heels. And I was just like, I, this is really uncomfortable. So I'm going to take these off. Uh-huh. And it was really weird, but also it was like, I don't feel weird about this um just fun fact but it was so easy <laughs> like i just had a piece um exactly yeah that's it yeah the holy spirit it's kind was of hard like, to describe this yeah. is this is right mm-hmm. um it is and i think when people say like you just know i hate that yeah you just know and mm-hmm. and i think that to articulate it better is that the holy spirit gives you a piece that exactly this yes. person is who I have in my will. And you're not forcing anything into a certain mold. It's not something that you have imagined and you want to force it in. It's truly God lays out what you should look for in Mm -hmm. a spouse in scripture. It's very easy to find. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to understand. And when you find someone who fits all of those things, Mm -hmm. it's like, God's like, here, I have Uh delivered this person to you for this time. And it's just, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's so, I forgot about that. I remember when that moment with Ryan, all I did when he proposed, I literally ran ran the other way. Like there's a picture of him down on a knee what? and, and I am turned and going What's the wrong other with us? direction. We just, our <laughs> brains <laughs> stopped working. Did you know what he was doing and that's why you ran or well, you were running before? He's <laughs> come back. <laughs> no, no. It was after um, opening day. He had just pitched a game. It was a new ballpark, all the things. So we were taking pictures. And he whispered in my ear and said, what do you think your mom would do if I proposed to you right now? And I just laughed because my, my mom is very excitable. Like she just will go from zero to 100 very quickly. And so I thought that's what he was making fun of. And so I just kind of laughed and was like, can we just, I'm hungry. Let's just get these pictures over. With. More importantly, the food. <laughs> I know. And so then all of a sudden he's not next to me anymore. And I look over and he's down on one knee. And when I get flustered and worked up, I start laughing a lot and making uh-huh. like just inappropriate, like the filter goes off and the qu- like the jokes I make don't fit the situation. Yes, and so yeah. I just start laughing and making jokes. Then all his whole team came out. No, the stop. Oh, no, that no. makes me sweaty. Yes. And their families and they're all oh. standing there. And I just was like so overwhelmed, but I just turned and walked away. And there's literally a picture of me walking no. away from him and he's, and he's down on a knee holding. Waiting. But I circled back around and yeah, I said, yes. Yeah, you just <laughs> need to take a laugh. I just, like it is in the movies. You I just, I need, I need a minute. I'm just going to need, he was like, that was the longest, like 15 seconds of my life. I was like, you knew I was going to say yes. You're not going to propose and not know. Yeah. You better have some idea or don't do it. So when you started your lives together, I mean, Whitney, obviously you have tons of wisdom. I'm so wise. I know it all. But when you started your lives together, what was the most surprising part for you 
starting your life with Matthew? For me, it's very wise. Yes, it is. is People get your pen and pencil out. He snores, and I did not know that he... Snores, which I it's nor I guess it's normal. Yes, it right, is normal. Right, Tons of guys right, snore, yeah. mm-hmm. but that's just not a practical thing that I thought about when somebody, oh, somebody that young. You're like what? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, he snores. Did, yeah. He's also been like he's always sick too, and so he, allergies. I don't know, mm-hmm. but he which makes it worse. And so literally the first like two weeks, I. I couldn't sleep. I would wake up like twice every hour and I would just, my eyes would open. I would look up at the ceiling and my favorite technique is to like kick him or hit him or like make a loud noise and then mm. race him back to sleep and yes. pretend like mm. it wasn't me. Yeah. All of a sudden um, you're just dead asleep and they wake up and uh, I do the same right. thing. I will kick him swiftly and uh, then go to sleep real quick. Right. So he'll wake up and look at me. Yes. Poke him. I don't know right. what happened. Yeah. This is on spray you. Bottles. Yeah. <laughs> like um, a cat. <laughs> right. So yeah, that has, that was so surprising. That was something that I never thought. I, You'd have to you figure just out. You don't think about that. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, what do you do? Who's me? Amanda, how about for you? What surprised you most when you got married? One thing really jumps out. Growing up, I was with my dad all the time. I had a workshop and he was, he could just do anything. Like he'd fix anything. Um, he was like a great carpenter. He was just awesome. Mm-hmm. So I was always with him and learning how to do things, use tools. But when we got married, the house that Jimmy lived in was heinous. <laughs> we could not. It needed live help. There. And that's another story because I told the Lord I wasn't going to live there. And he said, yes, you are. But, but anyway, so we had some You've been there ever since. That one. Yes. But anyway, so guess where I was staying um, at this house. So anyway, it needed some help. And I just really expected Jimmy to be like my dad. To just know how. To know. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I just thought, well, it's a, he's a man. Mm-hmm. He's, Fix go, it. Go mm-hmm. put that up. No, that socket in the wall there. What's your problem? Go, go ahead. Put that ceiling fan easy. in. Hey, grab yes. that wrench and, and take, yes. the, take the saw. Exactly. So... I was, I remember I was really irritated with him. There was a bunch of stuff that needed to be done. And I was just, I just took matters into my own hands. I just, I'm one of those persons. Do not tell me no. Yes. I'm just going to make it happen. I might get electrocuted, but I'm going to do it. So I just called my dad. I remember I wanted a ceiling fan in and I knew Jimmy wasn't going to do it. So I called my dad and he walked me through it. Um, But anyway, after a while, I realized Jimmy picked up on the fact that I was kind of disappointed that he wasn't mm-hmm. like my dad. Then I started thinking, oh, my gosh, Jimmy grew up without a father figure. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he didn't have anybody he to didn't know how to right. do these things. Yeah, yeah, but now, see, on this side, he's really close to my dad and have a good relationship. So, Jimmy's in training right now. Mm-hmm. But that <laughs> was the learning. one thing. Learning a lot. I had that, uh, this expectation of him, which was not realistic mm-hmm. and not fair because... Mm-hmm. He could have had the same thing about me because I don't cook. I mean, at all, ever, ever. <laughs> I'll have cereal for every meal. Yes. No kidding. But Jimmy loves to cook. One time, well, let's say it was when we were still in that horrible house, there was this gross <laughs> deck on the back of it. It had a handicap ramp. It was so, and it was falling apart. Jimmy was inside cooking. No lie. He was inside cooking. <laughs> did he have an apron on or no? Uh, yeah, he probably did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I thought, I was outside, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to rip this dang deck off. So you know what I'm going to do today I, right now? I, know, I did. I was just out there, and I got my crowbar and my hammer, a sledgehammer, and I started taking that bad boy apart. <laughs> and I remember Jimmy o- jerked over the door. Like, what are you doing? You're in there baking. You're cooking. You go I'm back to the stove. I got the deck. It's yeah. All right. Get back I mean, in the truly, kitchen, Jimmy. <laughs> but truly, I, we, we, it's reversed. But now yeah. I appreciate but it that works. about him. Yeah. It does. We found it. our group. It took us a good few years to find our 
groove with that. But now it's like, honey, you just go fire up your big green egg. Love that. But he doesn't expect me to cook because he would be profoundly disappointed if I did. (laughs) So as you all started figuring each other out, as you learned, these are the expectations that I have that aren't getting met. You know, you, you learn, you go through this, like, um, these growing pains. You go through the honeymoon stage that Whitney and Matthew are in right now where this is just awesome. Like I just get to live with my best friend and it's great. Yeah. And then a little further along, you start experiencing these growing pains. So how do you make sure you're still growing together and not apart? Uh, Well, Jimmy and I, we pray together. We didn't start out this way, but Jimmy suggested it several years ago. And we started praying together in the morning, even if it's just a quickie. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes I am got one foot out the door and Jimmy's grabbing my hands <laughs> and we're praying. But I thought, oh my gosh, I could spare the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. a minute or two. And it's something you learn to do. Yes. I know yeah. for some, it's it's not natural for some couples to just yeah. say, we're going to start praying together. But it's something that the more you do it, the more comfortable it is. The more, it's almost like you open a whole other portion of your relationship yes. when you are going into that intimate moment of prayer. Exactly. Um, yeah. And we we too share with what's going on in our day. Just maybe the, the night before that morning while we're getting ready, I'll just say, hey, what's what's going on with your day? And I'll tell them what's going on with mine. So when we pray, we pray specifically for each other about what's mm-hmm. going on with their day or just mm-hmm. some, whatever's going on in our lives. Um, I even remember you saying that you um, are very, you cannot pray with someone and be mad at them at the same time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. So like, well, then I'll be honest, there have been times like, babe, I'm not going there today right now. Mm-hmm. You're getting on my last nerve and I got nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, 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 so I haven't prayed. He'll pray and I'm still there going, doo, 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 doo. you are dead to me. <laughs> Of course, then you get smite him. <laughs> I'm not truly. I thought I am not going to do the fake prayer. Even I'll come home and say I'm sorry, and then we will pray. We're, it's we're just sincere. I don't want it to be forced. Right? Yes, forced, forced. Uh-uh. which yeah. is so. This one count. It just makes you address things that otherwise you could just stuff down oh, into a sure. box and yes. walk away from. Uh-huh. And that's what has to be when if you want to grow together, you have to be intentional. Yes. You have to want to grow together. Mm-hmm, otherwise mm-hmm. it's so e- it's so easy to drift apart. Oh it absolutely. Is the yeah. easiest thing mm-hmm. to drift. But yeah. when you're intentional about growth, and I love that you all incorporated that into your marriage specifically. So how do you we covered how you grow together, but for you, Whitney, for the people who are just getting married, what's your one piece of advice for anyone who is about to get married or has just gotten married? Something that I realize on like the back half of um, after we got married and everything. And just like you have all these showers and you're going home to see your family and everybody is just give constantly giving you advice. And like you do the cute little things where it's like, write your advice on a piece of. Yes. I still wood. have all of yeah, ours. I do yep. too. I don't know what to do. What to do I didn't know they're in a drawer somewhere. I, don't know. I know I have a big bucket <laughs> of rocks and I can't even pick them up. It's like, I don't know what to do with them, but yeah. So just not, I think for me, hurt all that. And I'm someone who, if I have an issue, if I have a problem, I go to all the people in my life. It's mm-hmm. not just like, okay, I'm going to sit down and figure this out. Cause I want to know like other people's experiences and mm-hmm. I want to know everyone's advice, but I've realized that that is not always the healthiest. Mm-hmm. Right. Because for me, I found that I was taking everyone's advice as um, an expectation. Mm-hmm. And so like, if you gave me a piece of advice and then come wedding day and then like every day on after that, like we're living together. When that doesn't happen, like the advice that you gave me, mm-hmm. when that doesn't happen and I don't 
Like I can't figure out how to fix what's going on. Like I feel like I've failed. Mm -hmm. So I guess for me, it's just not taking people's advice and um, setting it as an expectation. And Amanda, I remember you gave me this piece of advice when I was, we were at a wedding shower, I think, and you shared this and it was one that was extremely true because it was more practical Mm -hmm. than anything else. So will you share that? Yes. Oh, my piece of advice for anybody. Really, even not just marriage, but for anything, new job, yeah. new, whatever, is start out as you mean to go. If you're starting out, let's say when you get married, that um, you're, you pay the bills for six months or you wash the clothes for the first six months and you're glad to do it. and But then all of a sudden you start to resent it because... Mm-hmm. He's not helping you. Mm-hmm. Or you don't enjoy it. Yes, or you think it's exactly. something you have they, to do. Yes, you feel like you're it's being not taken what advantage you of. want to do. But then, you know, you, st- you find yourself getting upset, but... Um You've set that. You've set right. The bar. Like you chose. I mean, there's to do that. that. Pre, you yes. know, what's it called? Precedent. You yes. set this. So start out as you mean to go. If you're going to pay the bills together, pay them together. Mm-hmm. If it's just, it's just going to be one person, do that. But kind of, you won't know some things that you're expecting till you get into mm-hmm. it. But be intentional about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, love on each other. But if you want to do all his laundry all the time, go for it. Yes. When but we if first, you don't want to, then don't. Exa- when we first got married, um, Ryan's mom is just this incredible woman who literally did everything for her family mm-hmm. from A to Z. I mean, she would make her own noodles for chicken noodle soup. All How of her bread. Possible? It is a thing. And I don't know. I just remember that when Ryan That's and I were dating great. and I would come over there and she would literally be making the noodles. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah, like- I Cannot. This is blowing my mind. I know. I bet they're delicious. (laughs) Yes. And she makes her own bread. She makes homemade jams. I mean, even her laundry, she hangs it all out on the line. So, like, it was just, she was an incredible homemaker. She Mm -hmm. is an incredible homemaker. And I came from a family where my mom worked full time. So, I mean, we were coming home to like Hamburger Helper and we were happy to have it. I mean, we didn't know there was a different way. That was your normal. Yes. That's what was great. And so I thought, oh, Ryan's going to want this. Like, Ryan's going to want a home like his mom created. So, I I'm going to plan out all of my recipes. I'm going to have all the ingredients ready. I'm going to come home every night and just cook these incredible meals of like a main dish, uh, meat, um, and a potato, and a starch, like all of it. And I'm going to try to make all of it myself and not worry about it. And I was breaking my back trying to pull that off because we were also working full time. So I would come home and it was Uh overwhelming to me. Mm -hmm. Like to the point I was like, I don't want to go home Mm -hmm. because that means I'm going to have to start this. And Uh I just remember Ryan being like, I didn't ask you to do this. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't tell you you had to do this. You decided this. So Mm -hmm. it put a strain on our relationship. Ryan noticed it. Ryan pointed it out, which I'm so thankful for. And that's when I remembered what, Amanda, you had said is whatever precedent you start in those first couple of months is going to be what's expected Uh later. So only do what you know you can achieve Mm -hmm. and do well for your husband and know that he'll appreciate that. And it really communicate your expectations to one another. Be realistic. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think more just talking and doing your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So people throw this phrase around a lot. I'm sure you've heard it. I can almost guarantee you've heard it. This fight for your marriage. And I think it's easy to say, but how do you really apply it? What does it actually look like to fight for your marriage? Okay. I have a story. Now, uh, let me just preface this. Y'all are going to think I am the biggest hag. (laughs) I am not. I'm I'm always sharing this story. It's like, man, she is a baby. You are. Why would he marry her? The truth of it is you're one of the kindest, most generous people. She is amazing. It's it's absolutely true. And if Jimmy doesn't realize that, I'm just, Jimmy knows. He's good. He knows. So a story that I have, um, several years ago, Jimmy and I were having an argument and it was so stupid now. I don't even remember what it was. So we had an argument. He was getting ready to go to Kentucky to go hunting for like a long weekend, let's say three nights. And 
really, I just couldn't wait for him to get out of town. I know this is hard to believe that he felt the same way about me. He's like, I cannot wait to leave you in the dust. <laughs> so anyway, so I remember when he left and I just said, peace out. Um, I'll see you when you get back. And um, we didn't even pray. So that was a biggie. That's mm-hmm. huge for us when he yeah. left town and we did not pray together. So I, w- I was inside cleaning. I clean when I get upset. So I started vacuuming and praying. <laughs> And uh, I thought, you know, the Lord said pray at all times. So I thought, well, you know, I'm really upset about this. And so I'm just, I know the Lord just wants to know my heart. And so I started praying, but I was praying how the Lord would correct Jimmy. That's like, Lord, this is what I'm seeing. Here's my list. <laughs> you can fix this. Are you this. seeing this? Yes. Let me, I, these are just some pointers. You do what you got to do, but here's some, here's some ideas. This is what I'd like to see change in him. And if he did, we would be happy. Look how great it would right. be. It would fix yes. everything. Yes. So I, I literally remember where I was, the room I was in, and what I was doing. So I was vacuuming, praying, and all of a sudden, the Lord said to me, Amanda, how dare you speak to me about something as sacred as marriage while you're vacuuming. Mm. I want you on your knees. Did you ever have those times when you really don't quite get it? Yeah. And I, so I had the audacity to say <laughs> to the Lord, well, no, wait just a second. Let me just clear this little spot right here because we've got I'm cats. almost done. Yes, there's this little section right there's here. I just have like to clear out. Yes, dust and cat hair. So let me just vacuum that up. And after, when you were growing up, when your parents said your full name when you were in trouble, oh, yeah. yes. you knew, you know. row you've mm. got my undivided attention mm-hmm. because he's, at that point, the Lord said, Right now, on your knees. Mm-hmm. So he got my attention. I turned the vacuum cleaner off. At this point, I was crying. So I dropped to my knees, and he said, that's not low enough. Oh, I, I literally laid in the floor crying, and I had animal fur all over Cat my face. Hair up your it's nostrils. Not, but, I mean, truly, I <laughs> cried probably like, let's say, really, for 10 minutes straight, where you, where you just can't even talk. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, and during that time, the Lord, I, I, as soon as I, what's that verse that says, the Lord... Um, a broken and contrite heart, the Lord will not despise. Mm-hmm. As soon as I was laying on the floor and I was crying, like, oh, Lord, I am so sorry. I just kept that saying over and over mm-hmm. again in my mind. And then I just felt this peace. I mean, I knew he was angry with me before, mm-hmm. but as soon as I said, I am so sorry, forgive me, mm-hmm. the peace washed over me. But then it wasn't like he was just through with me because that's when he started saying, Amanda, I've got Jimmy, but right now we're going to talk about you. What What's happening with you? What do we need to change? I'm going to work on you. Oh, and if you do that what you're supposed mm-hmm. to do, it's going to make it a lot easier for Jimmy to be the kind of husband he's right. supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So he really worked on me, showed me some ugliness in my life, the things I needed to change and how offensive I was just to Jimmy mm-hmm. and to the Lord. And I just, I just sat there and let him talk to me and correct me. And I remember I called Jimmy. After that, after I cleaned up a little bit and could talk. <laughs> after I got the hair out of my nose. Yes, I washed my face a little bit, got the snot and fur off. I called Jimmy and um, I said, you know what? I'm so sorry. I was wrong. Um, I had valid points of things I needed to communicate to you, but I did it poorly. Mm-hmm. And it came across as destructive. And I'm so sorry. And mm-hmm. I, when you get back, I would love, I want to talk to you, but I do, I want you to have fun on your trip because I know this has overshadowed everything. Mm-hmm. I love you. And we'll talk when we get back. And um, boy, his whole demeanor changed from then. He's mm-hmm. like, you know what? I, I, I'm sorry too. And I love you. And let's talk about this. But I remember afterwards, um, later that afternoon, after I'd talked with Jimmy, I just really, I made me think, well, how did we get to this point when we were arguing? Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? Satan is trying to destroy our marriage and he'll use any stupid thing he can to get mm-hmm. a foothold in there. And I said, you know what? I was talking to Satan. I said, 
I will fight you for my marriage mm-hmm. and I'll win. Because mm-hmm. I, I thought, this isn't just something you pray away. It's something you fight for, mm-hmm. um, even when you don't feel like it. I mean, Because God was, wants to fight for your yes, marriage with yes. you. Yes, and so you yeah. know when you pray for it, he's going to answer that. That's within God's will. So mm-hmm. I can tell Satan, I am going to fight and I am going to win because mm-hmm. God's on my side and mm-hmm. he's he's fueling all of this. That really just changed the way I thought about our marriage, mm-hmm. that it's not just something you just take for granted, that Jimmy's always going to love me no matter what, that I have to fight for it and mm-hmm. I have to fight to be the wife I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because there's that easy drift. Oh, it is yeah. easy. That drift. Yes. Well, is- and fighting like what you yourself, like me selfishly, what I want to say and what I want to do. Yes. Like mm-hmm. even now, like uh-huh. when we were dating, like I feel that. It's like mm-hmm. I want, I don't want to say I'm sorry because that mm-hmm. means mm-hmm. that what you said that I know is wrong, mm-hmm. you're going to think it's, you know, and so yes, it's, so it's like, going to, yes, find it's going to, what you to think. be like, mm-hmm. well, like, this is what God tells me I'm supposed to do. You know, mm-hmm. like I have the power of reconciliation. Uh-huh. We're going to do that right now, regardless of yes. what. And so, yeah, I feel that too, like mm-hmm. fighting myself and what, what Whitney wants. And if I want to be mm-hmm. right, like, Yes. It doesn't matter. Well, and even learning how to fight. Yeah. Fighting's exactly. okay. It's okay. You're not, there is mm-hmm. no way you're going to be in a marriage that never fights. Exactly. It's just yes. not going to happen. How do we have disagreements and not yeah. arguments? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we have disagreements and then be constructive and mm-hmm. not tear one another down? I want to know what, what do I need to do to hear what Jimmy's saying and to receive it? Mm-hmm. I mean, does that make sense yeah. like to have mm-hmm. a teachable spirit? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want it to be like, he's afraid to tell me anything because I'm going to go off on him. Yeah. So then if I do that, He's just going to learn how to keep it inside and never mm-hmm. really tell me what's going on. So we went to talk to somebody, and um, it was really awkward at first. You know, like, <laughs> yes. like Jimmy, now this is what I heard you say. Yes. Um, and then, it, But then I remember the first time we did have a disagreement after we'd been talking to the counselor for a while, we, Jimmy and I had an argument. And so Jimmy was saying, Amanda, this is what I'm hearing. <laughs> and so we, then, so he started going through and saying, Amanda, this is what I'm, this is what I'm hearing you say. Then we just looked at each other. There was this, like this pregnant pause. <laughs> we looked at each other and started dying, <laughs> laughing. We we're like, this then, is so that broke it down. We we're like, we just, we just yes. laughed. And he said, you know, okay, so really, this is what, this is why I got upset. And, mm-hmm. um, and then I said, you know, well, this is where I am. Where, how do we compromise? So it's more like, um, you have to, if you need to take, Time out. Mm-hmm. If you need to take a minute, I don't want to say I can have a um, really sarcastic mouth when mm-hmm. I get mad. And I mean, it takes a lot to get me there. But when I'm there, when there's it, no doubt in your mind. All bets are off. You better <laughs> yes, know. Yes. <laughs> yes. So for me, um, I need to step back for about mm-hmm. a minute yeah. because I want to filter what I'm going to say because um, the flesh in me will just come out and rip you a new one. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that because yes. I know I know that I'll regret it later on. Absolutely. That I have the ability to hurt Jimmy. The right. amount of times I had to apologize yes. in the first oh. probably year of yes. mine and Ryan's marriage yes. because I just have a quick mouth. Yes. And yes. I had to go mm-hmm. back so many times like, I didn't mean that. Mm-hmm. But it's still in his head. Yeah, but, I mean, that's yeah. what hurt me but, the most mm-hmm. is whatever I said is it's there. I can't take can't, it back. Uh-uh. No, it's out there. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you get married, you know how to hurt one another. You know mm-hmm. where they're weak. For you, Wit, what do you feel like is something no one told you about marriage? Um, people just talk about like marriage is hard. It is so hard. It's so mm-hmm. worth it, which you just I heard all of that. Heard right? all that. And <laughs> that is so true. And I know that we're going to go through the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're just in a stage of it is a blast. It's just flat out like, fun. People mm-hmm. underemphasized how fun it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we like came home from our honeymoon and we were like, wait, this is our house. Like we can do whatever we want. Yes. Like we can go drive to 
Indiana and back if we wanted to. That we can sit in bed together but, and eat ice cream. Yeah, we can. Eat someone ice cream. tell and us no, now. Right, like no <laughs> one can. I don't have to tell anyone where mm-hmm. I am. Not that I did before, but it's just it's so. Um, there's so much freedom, and it's like you just have a friend to do mm-hmm. everything with, and so. It is a blast. We just, we have laughed more in the past eight weeks yes. than we ever have mm-hmm. before. Um, and so, yeah, I think for anybody that maybe is newly married or about to get married, it is a blast. And it's yeah. still Like, fun. don't be scared. It's oh, not yes. scary. Yes. Like, And I didn't think about this until we were planning for this specific podcast. But I learned, it probably took me four years to learn, um, the way that I talk about Ryan to other people yes. mm-hmm. is oh how goodness. people are going to view Ryan because right. they don't have any other compass mm-hmm. other than what I'm yes. saying. Mm-hmm. And so when I call, when I would call my mom, be like, mom, you would not believe what he did. You would not believe what he said. You that's would not what believe. she remembers. Yes. That's what she knows about Ryan now, even though she's around Ryan mm-hmm. and she, you know, spends time with him. She's yeah. going to remember these parts that I've told her that are happening when it's just the two of us and my best friends that I would call and be like, gosh, he said this and then he did this. Mm-hmm. And I was so upset about it. And I would always tell whoever it was my side. Yes. And I didn't learn. I wish I'd learned it sooner. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I was molding how, I was shaping how they viewed Ryan. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there were things that I would forget about that I just didn't, it didn't bother me anymore. Right. I wasn't upset about it anymore, but they still remember those stories. Well, and even yes. too, like in this age, like I, I lived with the same girls for four years mm-hmm. essentially. And like, they got to like interact with Matthew, but like now it's like as a husband, like mm-hmm. they don't really get to, um, see that they don't really get to hang out with him and so like when i'm like talking to them or you know we're catching up like i'm not going in saying well we've been fighting about this yes he did mm-hmm. this because that's not they're not gonna get to exactly you know, and we're so fresh out of like like they were my people and now mm-hmm. he's my person yeah right. um and so like i i can't do that i can't tell mm-hmm. them everything that he's done to make me mad because that's not my, that's yeah, between personal. me and yes. God. That's yes. not what they need to know because Absolutely. they're going to be like, oh, wow, he's a really crappy yeah, husband. Yes. He's it's, a jerk. Yeah. All I'm telling them is bad. You know, yeah. so I really, I truly didn't know that until three or four mm-hmm. years in and I wish I had known it sooner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've covered what no one told us. So what for you, what's something that you are so happy someone told you about? Okay. Um. Well, backstory. I thought that when I got married, that means that I just innately have these powers all to be of a sudden, amazing you are cook. Betty Crocker. Yes. I yes. can make all these <laughs> things. I've got a pan on my head. My toes are mixing. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you say I do. Right. It just comes over you. No, that is not the case. You get home and you're like, I have breadcrumbs and what olive oil. It, what can yeah. I make? What can I make? <laughs> um, and so something a friend told me, it is so easy because I always like I'm sitting like at work it's like four o'clock and i'm like oh i forgot to make dinner <laughs> i forgot I to set that chicken out. i didn't put the, anything in the crock pot so something that has been so helpful so random though chicken tacos they're so easy all you need yes <laughs> i talk about chicken tacos all the time you they're do, amazing they are your claim to fame at this point you just get chicken breast it doesn't matter how much i don't think i don't know just you can get 70 chicken breasts <laughs> you just toss them in fill it to the brim um <laughs> Throw chicken breast in the crock pot and then pour a jar of salsa over it and mm-hmm. then turn it on. Mm-hmm. The high, low, I whatever, whatever, you, whatever you feel like. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, I bring it. If I do but cook, 
I bring everything to a boil. Yeah, that way I know it's fine. <laughs> you just turn it on, leave for a few <laughs> hours, come back, it and it's done. <laughs> but anyways, it's so easy. So if yes. you're a horrible cook, you can make that, and they taste so delicious. And if you really want to up your game, throw in a can of black beans and a can of corn. Ooh, and then you're that gourmet. Sounds good. And then See, you're that's gourmet. That's so easy, but my brain's yes. at work yeah, with you bring, I'm like, oh, bring this it out is a little bit later. Yes, I know exactly. When he's feeling like he's seen everything you can do, years you throw in the corn. He's gonna be so impressed. It's right now. He's actually a better cook than me, probably. All right, Amanda, what is something that you were so happy someone told you about? Well, Jimmy's not too happy about this, but I love me some anthropology. Yes. That makes me happy. Truly, if I'm having a bad day, you just walk in there. Now, clearly, you gotta go straight to the back. You gotta go straight to the sale. The only thing I can afford is doorknobs. They're $12, and I could maybe get one and get one a month. Yeah. But that little doorknob is happy. It's so cute. So I love anthropology, and a couple of years ago, I got a miter saw for Christmas. That made so Amanda. I'm going to need you to fill you in on this audience. This is mainly women who don't know what a miter saw is. So tell it. Oh yeah, (laughs) I heard you got a box of miter. What what is a miter saw? And you do. I don't think we've mentioned this yet. You are incredible at woodworking. Like she, you make you make bunk beds. There is literally a table behind me right now that you made (laughs) just to fill a space for me. So you're into woodworking. Why? Who told you about a minor saw, and why do you, why do you care about it? My dad told me about the minor saw. <laughs> he had one, so clearly I had to have one. Yes, right. I mean, you, I just love walking in Lowe's. And you think, oh, what does this tool do? I need it. I have no idea what it is, but it looks important. That's how all women work. Yes. Walk into Lowe's. Uh-huh. I think. Oh, yeah. I smell. <laughs> I come out with a lawnmower. Uh, yeah. I, I ride out of the store on a John Deere. <laughs> Love it. Well, I'm so thankful for you guys and the wisdom and insight you share into marriage. And Amanda will have you back um, working <laughs> on my, I need you to do some crown molding in my kitchen. <laughs> and so Whitney, I'll be over soon for chicken tacos. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's about it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. And hey, if you liked it, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Does that sound desperate? Feels a little bit desperate asking you to do that. But you know what? Oh, well, I love hearing your feedback. So make sure you check out no one told me podcast.com and I'll see you next time. <laughs>